Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audiblepodcast.com backslash atomic. Hey, everyone. Hi, guys. So on today's episode of Atomic Moms, we have an awesome guest. She's a professional. Uh, my dog Chubbs is really excited. He's barking now. Uh, her name is Christine Blackburn, and she's a Huffington Post blogger, and she also has the amazing Storyworthy podcast. Ooh. We talk about being a single mom. We talk about starting a mom's group. Yeah, it's good. And a lot of stuff in between. It's a really good podcast. If we but do we say so. We always say that. But it is. Just listen, guys. Hi, Miss Bianca. Hi, Miss Ellie. Um, everybody, we're recording in my house again. So if you hear the little trot, 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 you know it's our uh, trusty sidekick Riggs. <laughs> our wacky Britney Spaniel with the head cone that he keeps <laughs> banging in all the furniture. <laughs> oh my God, rescue me. Can I move in with you? No, because I have the same problem. I'm gonna three the door. three uh, crazy dogs that run around and rule the roost. Well, not anymore. They don't, but... Um, so, okay. Today we have Christine Blackburn as our very special guest. Yes. Uh, some of you guys know her from Ellie's birthing story. Uh, I was lucky enough to be a guest on her podcast, Storyworthy, uh, where I shared my birth story. So we shared some of that for you guys. And so we asked Christine to be on and now he's drinking water. <laughs> um, I think he should just be a part of every podcast. Yeah. Just to irritate me. Podcast gold. Yes. I mean, he's going to drink the whole bot. We call this dog slapping water. <laughs> yes. So we have Christine here. Um, okay. I'm going to read her little Hi, bio. Hi. Hello. Hi. Okay. Christine Blackburn is the writer of. Do you say Pittsburgh to LA or LAX? Because um, I used to be a flight attendant and those are city codes. So if you were flying to Pittsburgh, you called it Pitt. And if you go to LA, you call it LAX. So Pit to LAX, My Story Worthy <laughs> Life, a memoir released in March of this year. She's a contributing writer to the Huffington Post and performs frequently in Los Angeles. Find her at storyworthymedia.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at storyworthy. That's all true. Thank you for coming, Christine. I'm happy to be here. And you know you only live like 2.4 miles from my house. Oh, well, it's so convenient. And when, after I was a guest on your show... And I um, made you drive 20 miles south. Yeah, we both drove two hours away to our studio. We have mutual <laughs> producers and uh, of our podcast. And yeah, that was We hilarious. should have been carpooling. We should, have, we should be carpooling. How they so call Sideshow Network? They call it Culver City. Oh, they don't. I call it bullshit. That's LAX. It's LAX. It's LAX, it's LAX it for sure. I know. And then whenever I take Waze home, because it's always inevitably right. like five o'clock at night. Right. And it'll take an hour to, you know, yeah, and a half of course. to get home. Yeah, sure. The neighborhoods it takes me through. It's so crazy. It's like, where are those people? Who are those people? I don't know where. Suddenly I'm in another state or something. Like, Mar I'm Vista. not in LA. Like, it's a whole crazy. different. <laughs> um, the west side but, of Los Angeles. But you came over and you brought me your daughter's Girl Scout cookies. Oh, that's right. Oh. So I'm forever indebted. Yeah, she sold cookies this year for the first year. She's a brownie. And she's eight um, years old. And she's eight. Yeah. And she graduated second grade today. Today was it. This is it. Yeah. It's very exciting. She's writing cursive. Oh my goodness. She's doing fractions. They There's still multiplication teach that, and division. 
Yeah, man. Because nobody uses it anymore. But it's so no. beautiful. You do for like checks, you use it, I think. Yeah. Oh, right to your signature. Yeah. For dollar yeah. amounts. Yes, yeah. dollar amounts. That could, that's a really good quiz question. Like, See? when do you use cursive? <laughs> I bring a lot. I'm a giver, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> you should have a podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so how long have you been doing StoryWorthy? StoryWorthy story will celebrate five years in July. July. It is a well oiled. It's been machine. going, man. It's been going. Yeah. You know, I, and I think it's about 330 episodes. I know I passed really? 300 and I messed up. I, I missed the count because on iTunes, they say one thing, but they're skipping the first year, which is fine by me to tell you the truth. But you know, cause you kind of get better as you go. So the first year bitter was or okay. better, 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 better <laughs> and bitter and bitter about, you know, uh, so yeah, five years. It's great. It's, so it's about 330 shows. I've had some amazing guests. I've met some amazing people. And, you know, when you tell people to bring their best true 10 minute story, they're going to bring a good story. Right. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to bring a story about whatever. It's going to be, it's going to be big. You know what most of the stories are about? I kid you not. What do you think, Bianca? What do you think people like to talk? Oh, what, what do you think people's like big story in their life is? What's a big story in their oh, life? Oh, getting married. Break yeah, up. those are big. Those are big. Getting fired. That's a big one. Yeah, uh, some graduating. College. Moving. No, there's a lot of college. No, you know what? It's drugs. Oh, really? Dropping acid is so popular. I hear it again and again and again. Do you, Are you ever – because you asked me for a suggestion. Yeah. said, like, what would you like to talk about? And I said acid, and you said, Ellie, I hear that all the time. Let's talk about your birth. <laughs> So do you do you ever say like oh I've heard enough um, about the acid? Well, I have told people you know if you don't mind, could we talk about something you know if if it is a redundant topic? But but generally no. For the most part, people can talk about whatever they want. A, a couple of times, cancer. We hear about cancer uh, repetitively as well, and that you know I'm a cancer survivor, so I'm all about it, and, and it's fine, and I get it. However. Uh, I may bump their show and put it at a different place in, you know, cause I'm always about six shows ahead. So I, I can kind of maneuver where the shows that, are. Bianca, oh she is God. six shows we, ahead. We, I sent Bianca my dates for the next I know, three I'm, months. And by the way, I'm super excited about that. I think we should aim to get more than six shows ahead. Okay. We're going to do it. But by the way, it's a labor of love. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was yeah. listening to the, um, James Altucher podcast and he was talking with someone about how like, it's really interesting the people who do podcasts because you're not in it for the money. You're doing it because you love to explore and discuss and talk about things. And so, yeah, we, you know, it's, it's something that we love to do and we want to make time for it. We want to do it because it's such, it's like amazing access to people. Yeah. Like that we get to get people. the stories yeah. and Well, and when I was pregnant, information I just and- would go online and there was, I wanted to listen to people, parents talk about parent things and there was nothing that appealed yeah. to me. So, yeah, yeah. you know, this is good. You'll always have a market because people are always having babies. Yes. You know what I mean? And people are, new mothers are the most excited, you know, and, and obsessed yeah. about learning and getting more knowledge and listening about mother talk and stuff. So right. it's a great, it's a great idea. Well, and as long as people keep dropping acid, you're probably good too. Yeah. I mean, look, there's always going to be a story. There's always going to be a story. I love it. Okay. Can we talk for a moment about being a single mom? Well, you know, I guess I am a single mom in that I have, you know, but, but like her dad is very much in our lives and we're friends still. So we, we're fortunate in that we, we've been apart for about three and a half years, but we only live a block apart or maybe a block and a half apart. Uh, from our, from my apartment window, I can literally see his apartment. It's across this baseball field and then across this high school track. And I say to my daughter, I say, Alabama, you see that? Daddy lives on the other side of the track. 
<laughs> so the, the good news is we live close together and we work well together. We're friends. And, you know, uh, our breakup didn't have anything to do with, like, anybody cheating or lying. And so there was never, you know, we've been able to go to mediation and make this happen, this separation. So it's not easy. And obviously, if we got along that well, then maybe we wouldn't be getting divorced. <laughs> but we are where we are. Um, but we really try to work together for our daughter. So I have her Sunday to Thursday. He has her Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and, and, and then we switch off. You know, I was recently out of town and he took her the whole time or, you know, he was out of town for the last nine days and she was with me the whole time. So we have a good relationship. So I am a single mom, but I guess I'm more, I'm, um, what do you, what can I say? What can I call that? I mean, I'm a single mom, but what, I have a, what, what your is, dad. How about this? Is, you're, you're single and you're a mom. Yeah, and I'm not even single yet because the divorce isn't okay. through. But it's right, gonna which we be also through. can it, talk about that takes a long time. It takes a long time to get a divorce to, to go through. You know, it depends on how fast you want to expedite things. And we right. had insurance to think of and things like that. So for us, it's been a period of you know it'll be like four years before the paperwork's done. It just just hap- it just works that way. I don't I don't know why. Um, but I guess I, sorry, but I guess I'm single. <laughs> you know, it's like Louis C.K. has this bit about, you know, he's got his daughters and yeah. then, you know, when his daughters go to their mom's house, then Louis C.K., you know, then all of a sudden on the coffee table, there's, you know, beers and paraphernalia and lighters and, you know, weed and things are out and open. <laughs> and then he has a good time. And then on a couple of days go by, time to, you know, daughters are coming back. Do you feel like you're living a get double a, life? Get a trash bag out, clean this bitch up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the kids are back. You're happy to see them because you've missed them, don't yeah. you? I mean, of course you miss them. And then you get to see them and be with them. And so it's almost living a double life. Mm-hmm. I feel guilty sometimes. Do you? I do. Because you get to have fun on the weekends. Yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty happy about this situation. Yeah, it's working. <laughs> it's working all right. And like yesterday, I say to my daughter, I say, here, honey, here's your orange juice. And she says... I ordered chocolate milk. <laughs> when are you going to your dad's again? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah. are you talking about? You ordered chocolate milk. Like, it's just, it's so unbelievable being a mom and being a full-time mom when she's with me. And right. I guess a single mom when she's with me because, yeah, I do it by myself. You know, yesterday I realized <laughs> there was mold growing in the back of my Subaru. Now, look, <laughs> there were goldfish crackers that had gotten like wedged underneath like the tennis rackets and the, you know, the kite and the blanket and the sports equipment. And there would have been goldfish and then some water had spilled. And I guess over time, I don't know what, two, three years. I don't know. I don't know. I don't clean my car that much. The point is I have to clean the car and then I have to make right. the dinner and then I have to give her the bath and yeah, put her to yeah. bed. In other words, so I am a single mom in that. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm by myself caring for her. But then she leaves. <laughs> and then, you know, I can do other things. So it's kind of, you know, <laughs> Ellie, actually, Ellie like, looks so intrigued. Ellie's like, what is this life you speak of? <laughs> I know. Where I, are you I from? Always, you know, no, I also think because my mom, I had a single mom and I would go to my dad's on the weekends. And it's so <laughs> funny. Thinking like, now the first time ever, I'm like, what was mom up to? No wonder why she wasn't <laughs> that. I like, considered that. Now, how, so how old was Alabama when you guys split? We, she was, uh, she had just, was just turning five. So she was old enough to kind of comprehend. She sure was. Yeah. And it was an out of body experience. Talking to her was an absolutely surreal moment. But we read a really good book. Matt and I read a really, we both got the same book and it's called, I wish I'd, I'll think of it. Um, but it's basically, it's children, you know, um, 
children going through divorce, how it doesn't have to be hard or it doesn't have to be as bad as it is. You know, how, how do you get through it? I'll think of the name because it was such a wonderful book and it told you just what to do. You know, when you're going to tell a child, it would tell, you know, how old is the child? If they're between two mm. and three, this is what you mm. need to talk about. Three and four, four and five, five and six. Because it, it is a surreal, horrible moment. Yeah. It was a very bad moment. But we, Matt and I talked it out ahead of time. We even went through it in mediation. These are the five sentences we're going to tell her. Mm. <laughs> I know. And then we're just going to let her absorb it and sit back and ask her own questions. And, you know, what you do is you kind of have another plan in mind, like, okay, we're going to get sushi at six o'clock. So, you know, you're going to get sushi at six o'clock. So at 10 to six, Hey, Alabama, mom, you know, we need to talk to you for a minute. <laughs> it wasn't so you res- drop it on her. You drop it right before you're on your way out the door. So you say, Hey, listen, we need to tell you something. Listen, I'm saying this like it's cavalier. This was no, the I most don't. intense moment. I had an out of body experience. It was like I was in the corner of the dining room looking down oh. on what was happening. It was so fucking sick. Oh. It was so sad and so horrible to have to say this. It was almost telling somebody about a death, yeah. you know, like is cause this is going to shake shake your world this is happening right and so we had to so, so we tell her these three or four sentences that we had pre preset this is okay listen we gotta go to sushi <laughs> <laughs> she's never had sushi again she doesn't know why she has such an aversion to sushi <laughs> she breaks out into hives every time she smells she a fish she thinks it's shellfish but it's really so her did parents she, divorce did she talk about it when you guys were yeah, yeah so then yeah. we went out, out to dinner and yeah. then we talked you know what? She would and that's nicer I, I don't know but I think it's it's been um, it's worked for me in a couple of other situations in terms of I, you know knowing I have to tell her something that's important like my father passing away her other mm-hmm. grandfather passing away you know we tell her you know, listen, here's what's happening. Okay, listen, it's time to go meet Violet. You know, do you have any questions? Oh. You know, or whatever, but you gotta and then leave and then leave it open to them, mm-hmm. you know. But it's yeah, it's a horrible thing. So you're bringing me down. For a minute well, there, I was telling <laughs> you about my wild and crazy no, weekends, well, and now I'm a horrible person. Have Why you, are you? Wait, no, 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 no. Take no. that. Back. Actually, I am a horrible person now, but not because of that. <laughs> no, no, but um, that has nothing to do with it. That's the acid I, that I do with I, my guests. There you so go. The <laughs> You're like, I, people City. always want to talk about acid, but it's all my friends who do acid with me. <laughs> um, I asked my dad once um, for a college project, actually, where I recorded him. This is like weird theater stuff, right? We had to do found text or something that's like, I don't know. It was kind of like a documentary theater thing uh, class I was in. And so I recorded my parents. I told them beforehand, but I called my dad up and I asked him about you know, when did you tell me that you were getting divorced? And it was so sad to hear him say on the, you know, just on the phone, just like, well, I took you to the playground yeah. and I told you that, you know, mommy and daddy aren't going to live together anymore. And it's just like, oh, because I was about that age. Yeah. It's really kind of you to share that with listeners. Oh. Because, you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going through stage right now and then they want to hear that it can be that it it can be civil and that your daughter can go have two homes where she feels good yeah you know it's uh, we we've made the best of it um you know the fact that it had to happen it was like we were fighting a lot we weren't getting along and it, it just wasn't it wasn't working it just was not working and so it's better for her i know for a fact it's better for her for us both to be happy 
Uh, but like I said, we didn't, nobody cheated, nobody lied. It was just like we raised our hands and said, hey, you know what? This isn't working. And so we're lucky we kind of started there because I fear that people that are already fighting and lying and cheating, then it's hard for them that they get more lawyers involved and then yeah. there's this – and the kids lose all the time. So if you're considering getting divorced, I mean, I'm not <laughs> – no, but here's the thing. You That's need to go to a mediator. You have to go to a mediator. And if you'll go to just the one meeting, just the one, you just have to go to one meeting and then you can see, because what they do is they put a whiteboard, not a whiteboard, but poster paper up with markers and they show you, it just breaks down. It's just business. There's nothing personal involved here at all. There's a lawyer and they break it down. And when you look at the numbers of what you'll pay for, if you fight it out with lawyers and how much you're going to pay per hour and all the filing fees and all this different, and you each get your own lawyer. And then you see what happens on paper, you know, you'll, you'll clearly see that you don't want all this money going to lawyers, right. that you yeah. want rather the money go to your child. So if you could just get to the one session, like our mediator was like 300 an hour, maybe she was 350 an hour, but we only have seen her eight times total. So that's like $3,000 in a divorce. That's nothing. Right. I mean, people get so crazy. So if you can just, I encourage people to just get to the one mediation meeting yeah. with your spouse. If you can dare, if you can possibly sit with them for just a minute, then you'll see in black and white that this isn't about hurting the other person financially. It's about keeping the most money in your pockets and in your child's future rather than in these lawyers who will be happy to take your money. This has been a public service announcement from Storyworthy. Make it a Storyworthy day. And a Storyworthy divorce. Well, it's so crazy. It's that that story about the um, actress, uh, what's her name? Kelly Rutherford. Is mm. that the woman from oh, The Gossip yes. Girl? And her got in a huge battle with her uh, ex-husband. And then he took the kids to Paris. Yeah, to, yeah. to Paris. And then they wouldn't let them come back. And I thought, that's crazy. Not only, not only to go through that, first of all, bad enough, to go through it where you're in the public eye and there's being there's articles being written about you and what you're going through. I mean, I, you but know. But then on the other hand, I'd so say sad. there's so many people going through this that aren't famous so they're not getting any attention for it i mean i think she's lucky that she's famous well because, because people are actually aware of it there are so many people that well you're <laughs> you're saying just to just to explain because it sounds like the attention is a good thing you're saying because saying the attention helped because- her get her kids back maybe in that situation yes you're you're right i mean i i went through a divorce that was public because i was married to a pro soccer player which is beyond me because most people don't know soccer exists in this country <laughs> so Wait, he just won the world cup for, wow he Who played he play for the for? men's national just team and it was lane and donovan so he wow. i don't care getting, i don't care soccer I'm, players have the most amazing bodies i mean as they, you know <laughs> i mean i'm just saying like i understand that you're not yeah. together with him but wasn't that something oh my god well i always say it's the most aesthetically pleasing body because they just run they do what like god intended your body to do yeah. so it's like they're like Animals. Like yeah, way. it's Absolutely. like, wow. But but my point is that like, I, I didn't feel like I was somebody who would ever have something that was that on a public scale in terms of a personal story. And that and because it was crazy not to get into all the like, nutty semantics of it. But essentially, we were already separated and the World Cup happened. And he scored some huge goal that like was the goal heard around the world and right after that said hi to me on the camera and of course it's just you guys it's so um it's such perfect like 
proof to me of how much a story sells in this society because it wasn't enough that he scored this huge goal. They had to weave in this this tale of how this goal was now going to save his marriage. And so it <laughs> That became, is a good story. I mean, it, but it wasn't true. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, he said, you know, I mean, but ha- nobody knows that. No, nobody knows that. But it, but also, I also think to me, it kind of- What did of, you think when you saw it? You don't have to share. But did when you watched that well, and you watched I mean, him we say were, hi, were we you, were talking. Like it wasn't like we were, were you like, Oh, that's really romantic or were you no, like no, oh, important in his you life? Know, I just knew yeah, I knew that like I had been a part of this whole road up to of this course. thing. And so he knew that I was watching and I was actually at the gym and uh, it was a private gym, so everyone knew me, and I was, you know, on the treadmill and watching the end of the game, and it was a really tense, like, they, they had... What this, country were they in? Uh, it was in... Oh, God, I don't remember. What was the last World Cup? Brazil? No, not Brazil. It was the, the World Cup before that. Anyway. Oh, it was in South Africa. Oh, okay. It was in South Africa, and they had to win this game in order to move on to the next round. And it was like in overtime, he scored this goal and it was crazy. And it it was, it was nuts. I mean, I was screaming on the treadmill and then they interviewed him and he was crying. And then he was like, hi, Bianca. And everyone at the gym turns and looks at me. And I was like, I I know it's so weird. Like, I mean, it's great. I did think it was kind of weird to be witnessing it, but then I continued into my workout and I start hearing my phone and my purse just going off, ringing, ringing, everyone calling me. My publicist calling is like all the, us weekly's calling like and i was like are you kidding like i've worked in this industry for fucking a decade and this is what they finally want to write about me like it just is so it was so weird i was on my show and we had this guest star and we were talking about like our lives and whatever and he goes yeah i have to confess like i knew who you were because i was a huge fan of and i saw when he called you out and there was all that stuff and he's like i remember wow. thinking this is how this poor girl gets famous <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, but it wasn't the wedding it was the the separation. And so we were already separated. and Yeah, but it's just funny. That's the press too, right? It's always got to be the redemption. Like that's what makes yeah. it the story. Yeah, it's not that they were separated. It's not oh. that it's like people are and happy. Way, it's got to be when he's trying to get you back. Yeah, and then it got so much worse because she, like some British girl then came forward and claimed that she got him pregnant. And I was like, "Are you? this is not my life right now. It was, it was crazy. But um, my point being that that, that attention is – I mean, I understand that in this, in the case of Kelly, helping her get her kids back is very big. But for most people, that attention is is intense to have when you're going through something so personal. personal right? I mean, can you imagine? I bet. No, no, I going can't. through with your and and I didn't have kids, so I I didn't even have that right level end of intensity. Of yeah, but and so how's she doing now with everything? Who who are we talking about? Alabama, your <laughs> My daughter. daughter. <laughs> Oh, she's I know, great. She's back. fine. She's great. Yeah. No, she's just fine. And a lot of her classmates have two, 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 you know, have a mom and a dad who live separately or two moms or two dads or there's so many modern families, as you know. So it's, uh, it's good. It's fine. I mean, I still feel sometimes pangs of guilt that I wish, you know, I wish we could just be in a, cause I have a smaller apartment than we used to live in. And my ex has a smaller apartment. You know what I mean? We, we scaled down, didn't we? We took one big place and we each have a smaller place. So it's not perfect, but you know, there's no fighting. And there's no, you know, and right. we're both happier and we're friends and we, you know, so it's okay. It's, it's uh, working out. All right. Do you have a girlfriend that you've become closer to since? Uh, I have a lot of girlfriends, None, not necessarily closer to, I play a lot of tennis. So I see the same faces every morning, you know, my, uh, my same tennis friends and, uh, 
you know, I'm busy with Storyworthy and I'm busy writing. Yeah, I'm always published a book. Yeah, I'm excited about my book. I've been doing a lot of podcasts and promoting it. And you just went to the Middle East. And I just, yeah, I did. You're a busy woman. Yeah, I'm busy. Uh, the book is exciting. It's It chronicles uh, growing up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I'm from, until I got to Los Angeles at the age of 31. So it's the stories between uh, when I was a child until I, when I got to LA, and why did it take me so long to get to Los Angeles? So this book is really for anybody out there who is trying to get through their breakthrough, their their comfort zone, maybe not not necessarily leave their city, but maybe leave their city or leave their job and basically saying that you might want to do that before you get diagnosed with like a really rare cancer, which is what happened to me in my book. You know, I became I was a flight attendant for seven years. Then I went to the Peace Corps and then I got diagnosed with this crazy cancer and it took until that happened and what's for me to come to Los again? Angeles. The name, the name of the cancer, yeah. I had what was called a Wilms tumor. A very, very rare, very, very rare type of cancer in my kidney. So they they did an nephrectomy and took a took a kidney out and went through the chemotherapy and the whole thing. And then I said, you know, I'd like to go to Los Angeles, and I always have wanted to go to Los Angeles. But I was literally more afraid of coming out to L.A. and getting into the entertainment field than I was going to a third world country, which is what I did in the Peace Corps, you know. So anyway, my book uh, chronicles different phases of my life, and it's great. It's it's a great culmination of the, the last chapter is me getting on the dating game here in L.A. So that's the last chapter. That's where it all comes down to, the dating game. Which, what do you think, Bianca? You think I won? Absolutely. Of course I won. Yes. Yes. Bachelor number two. Yeah. <laughs> of course I won. Um, I have a question about, I always regret the fact that like I didn't go and do more before I moved to LA. Mm. Um, I, I wish I would have gone and gone to like a performing arts college or, I mean, I just yeah. went to college. I didn't really know what I was going to do. Do you find that because you've done so much and had yeah. so many uh, dramatic experiences with travel, with being ill, and then you come here yeah. to a place that's can be really superficial? Yeah. Um, do you find sometimes that it's hard to exist in this? No, it's super helpful. Is it's it? super helpful because I have my, my, um, in my head, you know, I mean, I've got plenty of disappointments here, right? I mean, you know, not getting roles and not, you know, it's, it's very hard being in LA, but I have such <laughs> an incredible perspective yeah. on, you know, like I have my hair today and I'm not sick today. And when you're sick, you know, when you're going through chemo and when, you know, people know this, all you want is to not be sick anymore. Yeah. So we we take we all do it. we all take it for granted. But once you've kind of you know been through something difficult, I know Ella, you had that whole leg crazy freaking. Would you have a worm in your leg or there was the something tumor. a, was a big tumor bone dissolving tumor eating yeah. your a leg? Away. I mean, what, yeah. <laughs> once was. you go through something like that, it wasn't a worm, but you it felt. really let's just go with worm. I mean, you, that sounds better than a tumor. Yeah, you do have but a more of an appreciation. So when you hear people, especially at LA parties or even in Trader Joe's or whatever, uh, people talking about like crazy frivolous things or silly things, whatever. I love it. I really love it. And I don't think it's silly or frivolous. I think it's like those are people who are experiencing life and they're really trying to do something. They've broken out of their comfort zone. They're not just sitting back in the Midwest, you know, satisfied with making whatever amount of money at a job that perhaps is boring. I mean, they're trying. Anybody that's in like a performing arts school, that kind of thing, they have like a certain energy 
cringy about them, right? These are like creative people. They need to be able to explore. And so you see that all over LA. Yeah. And sure, that means some, there there's a lot, of, a lot of frivolous people who are frivolous not, and flaky. who don't deserve like a pat on the back for being but out they're not gonna, But of, they're not going to last. They're only going to be here no. two, three, four years. And then they're going to be, then they're going to go back. But I can't, I don't care. I still like that people are trying. People are, yes. are here and most people aren't living very, you know, they're not like living high on the hog. There's, you know, it's an expensive city to live in, but people are ambitious and they're dreamers. And I find it quite refreshing. I really yeah, do. I love that outlook on it. That's, that's, I mean, I always that's think. That's why you should move east side like us, Bianca. Oh, yeah, I mean, I love Venice. Venice is, is very. No, I know. Removed. I think, I feel we're like, we're in equal parts right. in, in different landscapes. Yeah, it's a very earthy, it's yeah. still an earthy uh, creative yeah. space. Yeah, I, I, I like it. And I, I like that it's, you know, you go out and you're reminded right away of people who have it way, way tougher than you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I like that Magnolia is growing up somewhere that's gritty, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's same over here. It's like right now there's, there's a New York times article about how everyone from New York is moving to LA and that they're moving to the East side because they can afford it. And mm. it's like this Tony, our sound producer just moved to silver Lake. Mm. Um, and it's because it's like the, the artists can afford to be there. Yeah. It's like that or it's still pretty like a warehouse in Detroit or something, but it's just cold there. Like we've got it good because it's so nice and warm and you can live cheaply compared to other places that you can be an artist. Yeah. You don't have to be in Minneapolis. You know, I'm sure that there's an incredible theater scene. I would never go there. It's too cold. (laughs) Okay. Now you're crossing the line. I know. Now I just offended 20 people. Um, uh, because you have a podcast and you talk a lot about different topics and I'm sure share yeah. a lot about yourself, do you ever find yourself censoring or doing anything differently because you're worried that you do have a kid? And if you know, my child has never been on Facebook, there's never been a what? picture of her. How? Um, Tell me. No picture. Oh, you haven't put her on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And her husband, yeah. and my ex husband hasn't, and everybody knows we don't put her picture up. So. Uh, I talk about her and I say things about her because she says the craziest things, but her picture's never up. So I really try to keep her out of it, you know, in right. that respect. You know, the the things I do mention, I'll hashtag stuff Bama says, right? So it'll just be something small that she says because she's, you know, so silly. Uh, but but there's no picture attached to it. What is so. it about the image versus the content? Well, first that- of all, she's so freaking cute. You guys would all die. And I don't, I don't you know what I mean, Tony? I don't want to like wipe out anybody in a mass way on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> no, I just, I just want to keep her out of it. Just me and my ex-husband, we just had an agreement. That we're just we're just gonna leave her out of it. When she wants her own Facebook account, right. I don't know what a kid's twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen I don't know how old they are when they get on Facebook. Twelve? God, I mean, no I think idea. even younger than that. It just depends on the parents, right? So when she does, I mean then she she will. But I don't want, you know, like I use Facebook, you know, I mean, obviously to keep up with friends, but it's obviously in a business sense, you know, to, to veer people over to the podcast or to um, my book or, you know, obviously I'm trying to. So I just feel like, if it were, if, I, if we were talking about a family page or something, then I would include her. But that's not the way I run my Facebook right. stuff. Like I'm running my Facebook stuff as a business. It's about me. And I, you know, like my show story worthy, there's, there can be a lot of inappropriate content and stuff. You know what I mean? It's not, I don't want to drag an eight year old into this. Right. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> Do you that. ever feel strange sharing stories about her or does that feel okay? That it's feels something okay. that I wrestle with yeah. sometimes. The it's stories like, I, I feel okay with, but I do I do try to remind myself that I know for a fact nobody cares. No, I swear to God, nobody cares. They really don't. They really don't. 
So I try really hard to not, you know, unless it's a quick little antidote about her brownies or something like that. People don't care. Now, you guys on this show, now you guys, you're lucky, though, because you've set up a format where we are talking about kids, family, children. So it works here. It works. But on my show, that's not my audience. Right. It's funny. I feel more, um, I feel like when I put up a photo that that's less personal than when I share a story about her. Mm. Because also, like, I feel like I'm, uh, it's from my point of view how that story's played out, which Mm -hmm. feels a little unfair sometimes to her, like, to her future self. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, this is my spin on it as her mother. And not her. Oh, great! Now her I'm gonna story. think about my daughter. But no, it's, it, but whereas like a, up photo, a it doesn't like. Yeah, but I think that'll. But, I think that that changes. But I'm doing both, and yeah. that's why I'm discussing this because I, I got to figure it out. Right, and I mean, look, I I think you could go crazy trying to think of. I mean, I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, is it weird that like Magnolia is gonna have be able to Google and see pictures on the internet of that I put up on Instagram? But I'm like, that's just this. That's just the sign of the times like it is you know, it's, it's not the way it's, yeah. i didn't have that experience but i also didn't have the internet when i was a little no kid, no, no. So. right 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 i think it's totally appropriate i don't think it's inappropriate yeah. i'll just promise pictures. that her that when she's in middle school and goes through an awkward stage i won't put up photos then yeah that's, no, as soon that's as, gonna be fascinating i think when yeah. my daughter is on facebook you know the whole the whole thing about like seeing what she posts but you can't comment you can't like it, you gotta yeah. step back you gotta censor yourself mm-hmm. you know because they're so sensitive see this is the problem with older. I saw I saw, <laughs> I saw a post the other day. It made me laugh so hard. It said, "Moms on Facebook suck." Uh, <laughs> it's like it's so true yeah. because I find that for That's our so generation, where our parents didn't grow up with the internet, and so they're jumping on it now, and they don't understand how Facebook works. They yeah. don't get that it's the same. Oh, it's hilarious. They think it's the same as a normal having a normal conversation. So yeah. they put everything on everything. there. They'll co- in the comment section. On, yeah, it'll yeah. be like this weird it, personal comment stuff. crazy. But, yeah, it, it's too much, and you know that's why I think like it's great for you with your daughter because you have those you have the ability to kind of witness her as she grows up and can have a dialogue with you about what she likes or doesn't like. Whereas yeah. like with our parents, like it's already, they, they just jumped in and they just started doing it. Like yeah. we didn't get to kind of grow up and say like, no mom, yeah. this is how I want it. Um, well, I've heard many times that, you know, as a parent, that the day you lose is when you let them pass you in technology. Yeah. That you've got to stay on top of technology and what is happening in the house, who has what devices and what things are. Because For as sure. soon as you let them bypass you, yeah. uh, then they're going to have the upper hand. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to start playing video games soon. And yeah. uh, no, I'm not playing video games. But I do like to have... You just date an Apple genius. <laughs> oh, really? Is that what I should do? Yeah. Hang out at the Apple bar? Is that a thing, Ellie? <laughs> Hang out at the Apple bar. Is that a thing? A genius. And be like, oh and then you'll always be on top of it. <laughs> Can you check my mouse pad? <laughs> By the way, that, I think here. that's a missed marketing opportunity for Apple, don't you think? Yeah. Like a whole Start little funny play on words with the, like, like or a commercial. that would be so funny uh, with like the Apple sit bar. Sit at the Apple bar. Right. Like, hey, yeah. man, uh, can I see your font you can see mine that kind of thing got my photos um so you so wait five years with the with the podcast yeah five yeah five years i can't even in july in july it'll be five years yeah so and wait you know with sideshow network things are going well you guys are with sideshow and they're really picking it up over there of course as you know irving Azoff bought 50 percent of levity last year and so that's helped us out a lot we're getting more sponsors we're moving over to a new hosting company as you know give them a little plug wide orbit 
And uh, so things are moving up, you know, with Sideshow. I think people are really understanding now how to monetize podcasts. They're getting streamlined. Um, you know, we've got a great fan base. So I'm happy about it. Guys, we're going to be right back. And now a word from our sugar daddy. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audiblepodcast.com backslash atomic and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash atomic. That's audiblepodcast.com slash atomic and get started today. You guys, you get to choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. Let's go. Uh, I am currently listening to The Untethered Soul. And it's really oh, I wanted good. to. I wanted to read that book. Oh, maybe I should just so listen up, to it. Just listen to it. Let's do it in the car. It makes all my road rage melt away. But then I kind of get into an existential crisis because it basically reminds you that you're just like a tiny little dot on a planet in an enormous universe, and that none of it really matters that much. But it's really uplifting. But you know what does matter? Audible.com. Yeah. <laughs> Now we're back. Okay, Christine, you started a mom group. Yeah, I did. In your neighborhood. How I old did. was Listen, your daughter I was when you did intense, it? I was an intense mom. I was a complete stay-at-home mom for the first five years. Um, my daughter was seven months when I started the Moms Club in Los Feliz. I knew I wanted to be a part of a Moms Club because I love the idea of stay-at-home moms. I'm a big fan of raise your kid when they're really small like that. I was never a fan of uh, daycare, and I knew that's the way I wanted to do it. So uh, Moms Club, Moms Offering Mom Support, is a big international club that does just that. So it's uh, about stay-at-home moms. So I went to the Silver Lake Moms Club because that's where I live. Or I, I actually, at the, at the time, I lived in Los Feliz, but they didn't have a moms club. So I went to Silver Lake, and I tried to join their club, and they said, no, we have too many members. What's your zip code? And I told them my zip code, and they said, no, you got to start your own club, or you can't be in the moms club. And I'm thinking, I don't think you moms are very nice at all. <laughs> that's not true. They were very nice. But they did say I couldn't be in the club. Well, that's not like, very nice. So. Fucking A, man. Yeah. So yeah, they're I really intense about the zip codes. I know. They're so the intense club. about the zip code. You know this, I right, I know Ellie? this, because I went to a Hollywood Moms Club. That's actually where I met Teresa Palmer before I ended up meeting her a bunch of times at Pump Station <laughs> because it was a group of us. I happened to have the right zip code, but some of the other mothers didn't. And they said So we, we went rogue. Like we were like, okay, we're going to do our own thing then. Yeah, watch us felt, play please? date all by ourselves. Yeah. We'll get our raisin so started boxes. It. What, how anyway, did you so get it? So here's the thing. So I was thinking like, oh my God, I don't want to start this club. This is too much. There's paperwork. I got to get like a binder and there's going to be this <laughs> whole thing. And then my friend who's in the Pasadena Moms Club, she goes, here's the thing, Christine. She said, if you start it, you set the tone. And I thought, tick, 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 tick. My head start. That's the ticking of my head, Tony. Uh, anyway, and I thought, you're right. If I started, I start. To, I, I pick up. I, I do the tone. I set the tone. So it was such a rocking club. It still is a rocking club. There's like 80 members in it. I think they're over. But it's still going very, very strong. So I started it when my baby was seven months old. I have a, a friendship with a bookstore over in Los Feliz. So I asked the bookstore manager, can I put up a sign here in the bookstore that says, uh, you know, I could have like a like a book reading, like a, you know, a story hour. Can I do that? And she said, sure, Christine, sure. So I put a sign up. I said, Mom's Club Forming Story Hour. And I put it outside on the window. And then I show up with, with my diaper bag full of books. 
I just, it didn't occur to me. I'm going to be in a bookstore. They'll probably have some of those. (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily your favorites, but you've been rehearsing. Little Engine that could, you know, the guess how old I am, mommy. You know the drill. And so, and then um, two other women showed up and the three of us, you know, then we said, okay, now we got a mom's club, go. You know, and then we ha- started having monthly meetings and quickly, 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 it was like 10, 20, 30, 40 women, just like that. So we started it, September was the first meeting of 2007 and by like the Halloween parade, six weeks later, it was like 50 kids marching up and down that street, man. Los Feliz really needed a mom's club. So anyway, th- then I was the president for two years and it's a pain in the ass, man. And it's hard and it's not necessarily always fun, but I am a mom. I'm going to do the mom thing one time, one time through. I'm having one kid and I just want to experience every little part of it. So I'm like sucking it up, you know? So I, you know, was really hardcore into like, you know, we're doing this. And so we'd have like the breakfast club and the lunch ladies, mom's night out, dad's night out, bingo night, poker night, you know, all these different activities, the art school, whatever. So um, super fun. And now I'm so glad I did because it's all over. You know, it's all over and my kid's going to be in third grade. And I know it sounds so cliche, but it's over, man, so quick depending on how many kids you have. So for me, it was like, I thought I would push a stroller forever. And then all of a sudden, there's no more stroller. I thought I would have a car seat forever. And now there's no car seat. There's no car seat in my life. She puts a belt around her waist. Can you imagine? That like kind of makes me get feel like a little teary eyed. You are too. You have to be present with your babies today. Well, it's so so interesting you saying that because my what I was thinking when you're talking about all that, I think a lot of what we hear from moms, um, a question and, and not even just for the podcast, but just in life, friends of mine, whatever. It's like, especially I think when you have your first kid, there is this moment of what, what happened to me? Like, where did I, where did I go in all of this? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you have such a distinctive, personality and you are so you and you have such a funky style and you're so cool. And I'm, I'm just wondering if <laughs> was, she, was she smoking earlier, Tony? <laughs> yes. My acid stories later. Um, I, you know, I just wonder like if you have any advice for, because I, I mean, I definitely felt that I definitely been like, wh- what happened to me? What happened to the me that would like stay up until four in the morning reading and writing poetry right. and and like absorbing all the artsy fartsy things that I could and yeah. you know and meeting up with friends? It's like that part of you kind of does get put on hold. But what you it saying, has to be put. You need to put it on hold because yeah. the baby's life, the one year old, two year old, three year old, those years are so critical in their long term term attachment. The attachments that they form in their whole life are going to go back to what happened when they were two and three, who was there and who wasn't there. I mean, there are stories and there are studies that have been done. You know, when they put the mother in the room with the baby in the room, then the mother leaves, the child cries for the mother, they send in a surrogate mother or somebody who's not the mother, the child looks, you know, there's all these different tests and and the, the about attachment. And it's all about if the mother is in the room, the child is freer to go explore and grow 
grow because they're going to turn around and see the mother. So there's no anxiety in the child. They form secure attachments knowing when they turn around, the mom will be there. If you're not there and so-and-so is there and then there's another person there and then I'm dropping them off there and I'm picking them up eight hours later there and there's chaos going on in their life, they are not forming secure attachments. So you are right, Bianca, when there are one, two, three, you don't have your own life. And frankly, you signed off when you had your kid, you kind of signed off that you're going to raise this child and it doesn't take that long. Three, four, five years of intense that, and then it's over yeah. because they're in school and their activities and they're moving on. These little moments are so small and so precious and so short. And the fact that you're bored out of your mind as a mom, like I know these moms are listening out there and they're thinking, no, you don't know how bored I am. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. I know exactly how bored you are. And that's just fucking part of it. So you better start <laughs> meditating, have a glass of wine, do what you need to do because this is what it is. It's boring and it's long periods of time that you break up into little increments of an hour and 45 minutes and a half an hour and you and just get through it. And it's reaching then, out to other moms. And reach out and to other moms and mom join group. a mom's club hang out, laugh at how crazy it all is. And then when that kid gets into school, kindergarten at five, especially, they take off. And then all of you, you, you start coming back. All these pieces of you start coming back into your life and you become who you were before. But those critical first couple of years, you have to be there. Nobody can take your place. You talk to any child and you say, who would you like to watch you today? Your mom, a nanny, a babysitter, your cousin. Who do you want to watch you today? You know what they're going to say? Dad. They're going to say daddy because he gives me candy. (laughs) Sorry. Sabrina says daddy every time I ask her. I don't know. I'm kidding. I don't ask her, but she will push me away. Have you seen that that Jimmy Kimmel video, the latest one that came out where he asked kids if they prefer mom or dad? Oh, wow. And and they predominantly say mom. And then he like some of them are like both. And he's like, okay, well. If a zombie was going to eat one of your <laughs> yes, parents, which one? Which one? <laughs> well, that's so interesting funny. too because I feel like she might choose me in that situation because she would know Depends. that I'm the nurturer, right? Yeah. So in terms of life or death, maybe it's me. I but in know terms there's of like- many ways to raise children and I realize how hard people have to work and I personally have like five jobs. I mean, I'm always working, mm-hmm. middle of the night I'm working, you know, so I get it and how hard it is to, ha- if you know, to have the luxury to be a stay-at-home mom, whether you have to scale down or whatever you have to do. But I just want people to know and women to know that it's an extremely important role and you won't regret it. If you can possibly stay home even a little bit more with your child than you already do if you don't, you know, even a little bit more every hour is critical. And so just know that it's important and you're not slacking off because you're not working out of the home. Yeah. You're, you're, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you are doing the most important thing you could possibly be doing. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. This has been <laughs> another public service announcement. This awesome. is delightful, you guys, and I'm really happy you have this show. It, it helps a lot of people. It's really comforting to be able to hear women talk about being parents. It's huge. Thank you. Well, you know, it's um, – I think something that's really interesting was I – I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast or not yet, but I was at work and uh, I was lamenting about – I went through a really hard, like, couple of weeks – and one of, one of my castmates was like, oh, my God, thank God, because we've been looking at your Instagram. We're like, Jesus, they have it so easy. Why is everything so great? And I think that's 
the biggest thing. And we talk about that with Jennifer Wahlberger too, is like women need to know that we're all suffering. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard for all of us. Like everybody is like, has their issues and their problems and their moments where they just want to pull their hair out. And especially if you're a mom, everybody knows where you've been. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think social media has made it more difficult because everybody's highlight reel is up there and it looks like everyone's having a fantastic time. So today, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and take a photo of that, your baby's diaper, and post it on Instagram. <laughs> Hashtag Atomic Moms. Yeah. Let's show us your shitty moments. <laughs> atomic shit moments. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey guys, our sponsor is also BoxyCharm. BoxyCharm is a beauty subscription box that sends you full-size products ranging from cosmetics, skincare, hair care, and more for only $21 a month plus free shipping with no long-term commitment and you can cancel at any time. You guys, other companies send sample sizes, but BoxyCharm is going to send you a full-size product from popular brands. This is how you know it's real, guys. We're really talking about this stuff. Um, Such as Tarte Cosmetics, NCLA, Oscar Blondie, and Cargo Cosmetics. BoxyCharm promises a total value of $95 or more each month. And they also offer exclusive member-only offers and giveaways from the best brands. We love our exclusive things. Uh, subscribers can receive loyalty points to redeem extra goodies for their box. And it's perfect for treating yourself, wife, girlfriend, mom, friends. And if you're not sold, just search BoxyCharm on YouTube uh, to access thousands of unboxing videos. Hey, guys, we're back. Thank you for listening to my dogs trot around for the past uh, hour or so. It was so wonderful having Christine come over. Yeah. I wish it was Girl Scout season still, though. Oh, my God. Those cookies were amazing. I was like, gain five pounds. No. What, what one do you – what is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? I really like Samoas. Yeah, I like the Samoas. I like the – this year, I suddenly got into the peanut butter ones. Oh, Yeah. Those no, are good too. Good. And I still like the Thin Mint. Even though like, they don't actually taste good. No. They kind of taste waxy. But like I have that first little peppermint kick I like. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mom Bomb and Mom Session. So, mom Session. I like following Kickstarter um, projects. And um, I got somehow found this one that was called The Playground. And I was very intrigued by it. And so I ordered it. And they just came. And you guys, this thing is so awesome. So it's designed for park lovers, mess makers, and everyone in between. The Playground is a bonded leather mat with personality and a purpose. They're so awesome. They're these huge, you can get them any size. And they're these huge leather, like wipeable, cleanable um, mats that you can throw down at the park or the beach. They come in rounds big enough that like 10 people can sit on one and they fold up smaller than a blanket. So it's so perfect. We have like a couple sizes and one of them just sticks in the back of the stroller and we take it everywhere. They're such beautiful colors. I got one in camel. I got one in platinum. They wipe off with just soap and water. So like you can do art projects on them. They're awesome. They're perfect for even adults who just like to make messes too. Um, and so you can that go to kinky. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I meant it that way. Um, let'splayground.com is the website and um, let'splayground.com. Yeah. And our mom bomb today is coming from an Atomic Moms listener. Ooh. She tweeted us this one once and I'd like to share it with you all in – this mom bum reminds me a lot of our guest Christine, actually, because she is she's so vivacious and she has such a big smile. It's a quote by Roald Dahl, and it's if you have good thoughts, they will shine out of your face like sunbeams. You will always look lovely. Oh. 
I try and do that, but it's hard when you're in a crappy mood. So <laughs> you still have sunbeams. <laughs> good. Okay, good. You guys, thanks. And uh, we'll see you next week. Remember, trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, and rock on. Atomic, Atomic Moms. Moms. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.